0: Okay, our reading for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 8. This is a short chapter, only 13 verses. And in this short chapter, Paul changes topics yet again. Uh, in the last chapter, uh, you remember he was addressing questions related to marriage. And in this chapter, he addresses another question. He addresses um, questions the Corinthians had apparently posed to him concerning Uh, As it says in verse 1, food offered to idols. And uh, as Christians, should they eat food that had been sacrificed and offered to idols or not? Was there something immoral about it? Or did they have the freedom in Christ to partake of it with a clear conscience? For the modern day reader, that is you and me, uh, the application of this is not limited to the specific instance of food sacrifice to idols I I think Paul's argument in this chapter is helpful in thinking through all kinds of matters in which we question whether or not we have the freedom in Christ to do a certain thing or which route um, the better part of wisdom would take on a matter so let's think about a couple of points here Uh, be remiss if we didn't before we get to the freedom issue if we didn't take note of an instance where he he illustrates the deity of Jesus Christ Yet again, there's an interesting defense of the deity of Christ in verse 6. In verse 6, Paul says, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and uh, for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. Now, um, a cursory look at that verse Just glancing at it might lead one to doubt the deity of Christ here. One might say, see, the verse says there is only one God and then says that that is God the Father. It doesn't say the one God is Jesus Christ. One might say that, but if one takes the verse that way, it it needs to be given just a little more thought because a a careful consideration of this verse more than bears out the full deity of Jesus Christ on a level equal with God the Father. The key to understanding the deity of Christ in verse 6 hinges on the word Lord. The, the reasoning is simply this. Paul says there is one Lord and identifies the Lord as being Jesus Christ. But does that thereby mean that the God, God the Father is in no way Lord? Of course not. Scripture repeatedly declares God the Father to be Lord over all that he has made. So if God the Father is Lord, just as Jesus Christ is Lord how can Paul say that there is only one Lord precisely (laughs) it is one Lord because our God is a triune God and for that same reason when in the first half of the verse Paul says there is one God and identifies that that God as being the father that no more excludes Jesus Christ from being God than the second half of the verse excludes God the Father from being Lord 1 Corinthians 8 6 is an incredibly succinct statement of the full equality of God the Father and Jesus Christ. They are both God and Lord. Now the second issue we want to address here is the main issue of the chapter and that is using our freedom in Christ. This issue is far and away the meat of the chapter. Uh, the background of the chapter was the fact that when whenever an animal was sacrificed and offered to an idol in a pagan temple that meat was often later sold. In the marketplace for consumption by the general public. I suppose there was a. Method of labeling that meat as having been. From an animal that was offered to a pagan idol otherwise I don't. I don't suppose. uh, this could have would have been an issue at, at all in the first place but the question. For many Christians in Corinth in that day was whether it was right or wrong to buy and eat that meat that had been sacrificed and offered to an idol. Um, What was the proper path for the Christian to take on this matter and Paul's answer seems to be something along the lines of yes (laughs) Paul begins the chapter by forthrightly declaring in verse 4 we know that an idol has no real existence therefore whatever those pagans thought they were offering that animal to it had no real existence there is only one god verses four through six and we've just mentioned that so there is nothing inherently tainted about the meat the question in paul's mind must be answered on some other grounds paul bases his answer to the question on the grounds of conscience the food itself is not an issue to that paul says in verse eight We are no worse off if we do not eat, and we're no better off if we do. So the food is not an issue. So a Christian who felt no qualms about eating the meat is not sinning by eating it. But by the same token, he is also not some kind of superior Christian because he eats it. Conversely, a Christian who feels deep conviction about not eating the meat would be sinning if he ate it because he would be violating his own conscience. And we already saw that principle laid out in Romans 14:23, but by the same token that person who refrains from eating because of conscience is not some kind of superior Christian because he abstains from eating it again the issue is not the meat itself but the conscience of the Christian deciding to eat or refrain from eating we are not saved by our decision whether or not to eat we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ and there is tremendous freedom in Christ Romans 14 14 said that if your conscience condemns you obey your conscience as long as your conscience is in line with Scripture if your conscience does not condemn you obey your conscience there is one other test though that Paul gives here the other test is whether or not it will make your brother or sister in Christ stumble in their walk with the Lord you may have the right to do a certain thing but Paul frankly says in verse 9 take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. So we might have a right to do something, but Jesus had all kinds of rights that he willingly gave up in order to save sinners. Therefore, give up your rights anytime there's a chance that a believer with a weaker conscience would be caused to stumble. Enjoy your freedom in Christ, but always show deference to others instead of stubbornly insisting on your own rights. Those are a couple of thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 8.